This is Boozy Book Club, a podcast about books, books you love, books you love to hate, hosted by two best friends with two strong drinks. So today we're going to be talking about Gone Girl by Jillian Flynn. And women in violence and women committing acts women of violence. Being violent. Yeah. So it's going to be super fun. Super spicy. Um, we got a spicy drink for it. Yeah, we've got a good drink. Do you want to explain it? Yes. So um, we kind of had to adapt this recipe because I could not find blackberry juice for the life of me. Mm-hmm. But so this drink was originally supposed to be vodka, blackberry juice, simple syrup. Is that it? Ice. Ice. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, but we used black cherry juice, mm-hmm. which the expensive kind, and it just is so much more like classy yeah. and mysterious. We're classier than like black cherry. Mm, black cherry. Black cherry is classier black than black cherry. Cult. <laughs> you can cut that out. But I, remember, no, no, we can talk about that. No, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't think it'll make any sense. I think it's funny. Why, that we all wore the same lipstick shade in high school and we're yeah. like, oh, we're okay, black I'm cherry. I'm talking cult. about it. So in uh, in high school, um, me and Adriana and our other friends started not this, important. Don't need to name them. We started this club. Not even no no. Not it a was club. not a club. It was like a Friday. It was like Black Cherry Friday oh, yeah, or we something. Oh yeah, Where we all wore black cherry by Revlon mm-hmm. every Friday. Not sponsored. Um. That was so late. <laughs> that was really late. But, and we were like fashion wannabes. So we would we like were... dress up to the nines on Fridays. Like wearing, I would wear like skirts, heeled boots, crop Same. top, like going the extra mile for fourth period for like Joey on the football team in fourth period who didn't even notice. I remember wearing like a pastel purple, like knockoff American apparel <gasps> checkers or the the, the tennis ones yeah with like a freaking fur jacket like a thick <laughs> faux fur jacket and like i thought i was a queen we thought those hallways were our runways yeah and i've never had that level of um just unabashed confidence yeah. since we told we called ourselves the black cherry cult yeah we did <laughs> so now um, <laughs> it's full circle yeah and also we made it with the we also added some blackberries from my garden really cute they're teeny and then we made it and tasted it and it tasted like bad it like, was bad it was like like syrup like bucks it tasted like buckley's because it was like alcoholic but then just like mm-hmm. black cherry flavor it was, it was not, not cute. so then abby had the great idea she chefed up that drink <laughs> um and you added some tonic water which yeah. really changed the game um, and now it is delicious, and I've already half finished mine. Wow, we had some technical difficulties, so this is a fake first sip, but we should cheers. Cheers. Maybe we should get closer to the thing so you can actually hear it. Like ASMR. Uh, that, they heard that. They heard that one. one. <laughs> okay, now we sip. Mmm. Bueno. Very, very good. good. Tastes very like nice. jam. Uh... Yeah, this I say is that every time. Every it's time you're like, time. it's jam. Tastes like jam. You just want all of your drinks to taste like a beautiful preserved confection. Oh, yeah. Word score. Confection. <laughs> Sounds fun. What? I don't know. I'm kind of buzzed. 
what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, we're talking. Oh, and this drink was originally called before we adapted it, the Black Widow. Yeah. It's like Black Widow. Oh, Black Cherry, Black Widow. Okay, not the point I was going for, but like, <laughs> Black Widows are historically what people call women who kill and kill their husbands specifically. Ooh. So it really fits because. We're just trying to channel some Black Widow, Black Cherry mm-hmm. energy into this pod while we talk about um, our favorite Gone Girl. So we, so we should jump right into it. Um, do you want to talk about what we're currently reading? Oh, I forget every time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you go first. What? Okay. <laughs> so I'm reading... Oh, I'm so I'm reading Northanger Abbey by Jane oh. Austen. It's my first Jane Austen, and I've tried to start Pride and Prejudice like three times and couldn't get into it. But I've always wanted to get into Jane Austen. I just I just want to appreciate that good old British lady. So then, <laughs> Northanger Abbey, I am into. I think it's so funny. It's I think so it's good. great. The characters are great. It's a good time. I find myself. Like, every time I read it, thinking in a different way. Like, I was like, oh, who am I working with tomorrow? But instead, I was like, who do I have the pleasure to be acquainted with tomorrow? In my brain. <laughs> I adored. I was like, like, it changes the way I think. Okay, I have a confession. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm trying to read, like, classics, like I did this when I was trying to get through Jane Eyre, some of the slower parts, I'll start reading to myself in a British accent, just for fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I actually, I was picturing like reading Jane Austen novels to my like child, and I was like, that will be cute. Like Abby doesn't have a child. <laughs> I can just be like in a British accent. That kid's gonna be weird. Yeah. That kid is gonna show up to kindergarten and be like, wow. I don't know. Hello, Miss. Oh my god, she touched my hand. I don't know. What? Because they don't touch. Can you cut this out? This is really <laughs> Okay, anyway. So I'm reading that, and I'm also reading... Uh, I, I was, like, just scrolling through the audiobooks last night on Libby. Um, okay, I was originally listening to I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, uh, but Libby returned it, and I was so sad. It does that. It was really good, though. Um, it's about this lady who gets obsessed with finding out who the Golden State Killer is. Um, and it's kind of like half memoir, half like her research on the Golden State Killer. But she actually died before she finished the book. So she died in like 2017 and they published it in 2018. And the Golden State Killer got caught in like 2019. So she never got to see him get caught. Just waited, like, but it's really bit. good. And now I'm, but it returned. So I'm listening to So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo. And it's really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Like, very, very good. Rent, and I'm really it? slow Borrow with it. audiobooks, but I already listened to an hour of it. And I just started it last night. Really? I find audiobooks, I do so fast. Just like put oh. them in the shower. I need, to, I need to, I have a hard time focusing on them, and I want to, like, mm. f- like feel like I really, like, make sure to read it all, so yeah, I, I, I only listen to them when I'm, like, doing absolutely nothing else, or playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> that seems like the perfect activity. It is. It's the best. Turnips, beets, potatoes. Turnips. Turnips. Okay. I was like, it's one It's the vegetable. most relaxing time. Except... 
I, that's why I didn't get through I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Mm -hmm. because I couldn't listen to it by myself at night, so I just never really listened to it. Like, I only listened to it in very specific circumstances. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm just reading those two books right now. Okay, um, so what am I reading? Um, I actually, I just finished the book I was reading today, so I'm currently not reading anything. I'm going to take a day off and get ready for the reading rush. But the book I just finished was a doozy. I read, as promised, I read It by Stephen King. And I feel like I should save my opinions for another podcast because there's a lot to talk about. But I'm going to be honest, I was not a fan. Maybe really yeah. uncomfortable. So, um, Maybe I'll read it and then we can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, just like big trigger warning for that one. There's lots of violence and sexual violence and... Yeah, I didn't particularly like it, but it was a good read, I guess. I don't know. I gave it two out of five because I'm particularly just, like, I read it today and I'm like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. not today. You feel bitter about feel it. I feel bitter. Um, I'll, I have If It Bleeds by Stephen King, so I'm, like, not swearing off Stephen King, but I, it definitely made me think about him as an author differently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my vague review. I just actually, fin- well, I finished a few days ago Dig by A.S. King, mm. and I also didn't know how to feel about it. I think it, like, I've looked at her other book. I've never really heard of her until, like, Ariel the Set, like, introduced me to her. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at her other books on Goodreads, and everyone, like, loves her. And I think it might just be, like, I th- thought her writing was really good, but I think it's just, like... Her style really did not click with me. Okay. It was, it was, re- like, it was a lot. Like, there was just so much going on. Okay. First of all, there's, like, just a lot of different characters, but then they were also doing, like, it was, like, not quite supernatural, but then there was, like, a supernatural element. Is it magical realism? Um, I, I don't even really know. Like, there, I don't know. No, not really. I don't know what it was. Okay. I just, I was just like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like. Did just, it just end? Uh, I don't know. Like it, okay, it didn't come together like quite like I wanted it to. You know when you That's just like fair. have multiple characters and you're like, oh, how are they connected and like, how is this gonna tie together? And it tied together in a weird, like magical kind of way, and I don't like that. Was someone secretly related? Oh, I'm not gonna get into oh, it. I'm right. I'm definitely right. I won't get into it. I don't know. I feel like I can see why people love it, but I was like, it's not for me. It wasn't for me. We both read books that are very popular, and people, like, really like them, and yeah. we were both just like, uh. Which I think is fair. Like, sometimes you gotta go against the grain. You don't yeah. have to like something just because everyone else does. Yeah. Be your own, be your own reader. Oh, Aww. I love that. Okay. So, Gone Girl by Jillian Flynn. Um, this came out in... I really should have thought of that before I started the sentence, to be honest. I feel like 2008. I'm just going to say 2008. Uh, I'm going to guess 2011. Okay. Let's see who wins. Wait, we should look it up. Let's see. 2012. You were <laughs> definitely right. closer. Okay, good for you. Because the movie came out 2016, I know for sure. Well, there you go. Yeah. The 2016 movie starring Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck directed directed by David Fincher, right? Sure, yeah. (laughs) Could be wrong, could be right, who knows? Um, 
Yeah, so we both read this um, together as a part of our little book club. We wrote, we've been on kind of like a mystery horror kind of thing. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, I can't it so was it, it yeah we read it together earlier this year during the pandemic. Um, we both had already seen the movie, so yeah, this was one where we yeah. both hadn't read it. We're coming to it just from the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't really remember much of the movie, but when I did read it and think about the movie, they lined up a lot. They did like a lot, a lot. And then I think yeah. I watched it again. Yeah, I watched it again recently and was I like, think hmm. the movie really got the tone of the book well. And really, like, like Rosamund Pike was a really good pick for Amy. And yeah. I pictured Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck the entire time. Hello. So, this is Adriana and Abby from the future. We had some technical difficulties while we were recording this a week ago. But we are back with the same drinks. Yep. Nothing happened in between that time and now. Yeah, pretty much nothing. Nothing changed. I mean, it's the middle of the reading rush. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. We will, yeah. Catch us next week. Catch us next week, and then you'll find out how our reading went. Um, I'll give you a small hint. Uh, I did read one book already, so. I also read one book. Wow. <laughs> okay, so, we were talking about Gone Girl a week ago. Right, yes we were. We were talking about Gone Girl. I believe we were talking about casting. And, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I can't think. Yeah. Wait, did we do their zodiac signs already? I Let's don't remember do them, them at all. Let's do them. Okay. Okay, what do you think Amy Dunn is? Or should we start with Nick? Nick and Margot. I want them to, like, have different zodiac no, signs. No, But that doesn't make any no, sense. No, absolutely not. I'm like, obviously Nick's this, but Margot's a Scorpio, so, like... She could have a different rising sign because they were born at different okay, times. Okay, but we can't get into that. They weren't... Wait, is rising sign, like, if it was, like, a one minute, it could be different rising? Oh, no, I think it's half an hour, but still? That's a long time between two twins. Or is it a good amount of time where you can have a power nap, rest up a little, push okay, out baby number two? Okay, but just imagine two. you're, like, laboring, and you get one of the twins out, and you're like, yes, my child born in, and they're like, okay, it's, it's gonna take a while, you might as well just chill, and you just have to keep laboring for, like, half an hour. This little... I don't really know how it works, honestly. I feel like they do C-sections nowadays for anything anything more than one. Let's just do Amy first. I feel like that's easier. So, like, she's kind of a golden girl. She's a golden girl. She... And she wants, like, attention. And she wants to, like, not be like the other girls. She wants to be, like, cool. She's, like, a cool girl. That's some Leo shit. Attention-seeking. No. <laughs> Shut up. Always trying to be the life of the party. What if she's a Virgo? Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, I okay. was gonna talk about oh, the three... Your serial killer. killer. Yes, okay, here's okay, my three serial killer theory. Okay. I should be paid for this. 
Because then they would solve Write a book. all the mysteries. Of- okay, listen for Abby's forthcoming book, um, How You Can Solve Murders <laughs> with the Zodiac Signs. That the is- Zodiac Killer will be solved in an instant. Just kidding. We all know that's it's Ted ge- Cruz. That's honestly genius, and I yeah. think I would make millions. Okay, all right. so here's the three killers. We have the Virgo. The Virgo is like the low-key killer. Like, they're like the the sad insecure kid in so like school. you like the like, like the killer from you joe yeah like joe really would bookish. be like a virgo yeah so it would be like the like bookish and the horny. secret the secret killer like Ooh. like the yeah something like that like okay yeah so like a a joe from you or may, maybe amy dunn Whatever. She's very well read. She did a lot of background research for mm-hmm. her killing. Yeah. And was disciplined enough to plan this for the better part mm-hmm. of a year. Okay, here, I'll get into my okay, other ones. What are the Then other we ones? have the Sagittarius killer. Ugh. The Ted Bundy's. Ted Bundy uh, yes. is literally a Sagittarius. I was like, Ted Bundy would be a Sagittarius killer. Looked it up. He's a Sagittarius. Okay. Okay. And that is like the charming killer mm-hmm. who like Murders a ton that's, of women. Yeah, that's the killer you cast as Zac Efron. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's yeah, like the, the baby charming, yeah. good-looking killer who like gets away with it for like a really long time because of their looks and their charm. But they a killer. But they're a killer. Don't get it wrong. Okay, what's the third one? I actually forget. This is your theory, dude. <laughs> like I. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you googling it? Yeah. How are you gonna Google I'm... a fake theory? That you invented. Oh my god. Most common astrology. She's sign. looking up most common astrology signs no, for serial Taurus, killers. Not Taurus. No, Tauruses could do no wrong. Yeah, it's Taurus. not Libras, because, uh. What are the others? Those are my people. Cancer. Scorpio. No. no. Aries. Capricorn. Gemini. It's Gemini. Oh. Gemini. It's Gemini. Okay. Geminis would kill. I'm gonna cut all that out. Okay. Gemini is the third killer and they are like the very apparent like um obvious killers they're the wackos they're like yeah Yeah. they're like the straight up you look at them and you're like they would kill me like that guy Mm. who came into my work once and and asked my star sign and my date of birth and my nationality and my sin card number just kidding but like was he a gemini oh I but he just remember, gave off the energy. But he, like, literally... No, he was a Leo because he bonded... Oh. I'm putting quotation marks because I was horrified. He bonded with me about being a Leo. Oh. But he... Like, the kind where, like, you look into their eyes and you're like, Oh, shit. Don't turn me into a lamp. Okay, know? my my son, my cat son, Gus, is a Gemini. Oh, And he does yeah. try to murder me at least okay. once a day by gnawing my hand off yeah don't get me wrong i love gemini's and i get along with like most gemini's very well but the ones that are serial killers are the crazy are like the very uh, obvious they're they're the bonkers so we have the low-key bookish ones secretive killers then we have the charming hot ones the sagittarius's sorry the first one's virgo then we have the very obvious killers the Gemini's. Maybe Amy's a Sag killer, though, because she's very beautiful, wealthy, like, uh, comes yeah. off as, like, 
Like, she's very charming. She comes off as, like, the girl you want and want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also super conniving, but uses her, like, social skills to manipulate others. Because remember yes. the friends she makes? She <gasps> manipulates that girl yes. so much. She manipulates everyone around her. So I'm actually going to change. She's a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay. See, my theory. Your theory? It never fails. <laughs> I mean, as soon as we start Googling. Okay, Adriana, think of a serial killer. <laughs> um, John Wayne Gacy. Okay. Which kind do you think he is? Uh, Virgo. Or was he? I don't know that much about his murders. Wasn't he the clown? Oh yeah, I guess that's some Gemini shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like, that's... look at me. I am a clown. I am a serial killer. Yeah, all ca- clowns Straight are Gemini's. All ca- clowns. Are... Why can't I say clowns? <laughs> all clowns are Gemini's. All clowns are serial killers. You heard it here first, folks. March seventeenth, he's a Pisces. Um, he also checks out. My theory. <laughs> On the first try. Uh, let's just <laughs> ignore that. We're just gonna close Google and forget about that. that. Sorry. Um, okay, so to get the theories perfect, um, the theories perfect to disprove. Don't that. look up any don't. serial killers. Don't look up their signs. Okay, well think about it. There are three zodiac signs that you've listed out of twelve, so that's one in four chance that you that someone would fall into one of those categories. And then out of that, it's a one in three chance. Look at this map. So I've recently learned fractions, and I think I've applied it pretty well there. So there you go. Essentially, one in three chance. Maybe. Well, isn't it a one in 12 chance? Yeah, but just listen to my... <laughs> okay, let's move on. So Nick Dunn. Nick Dunn. Um, he's not one of the... Is he a simp? Do you think he's kind of a simp? <laughs> Yes. Right? He's kind of like... Yeah. Like, he's kind of a bottom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> until the very end, he's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. And then in the end, he's like, wait a minute. Anyway. Yeah, I hate the term, like, whipped, but, like... But he also sucks. Yeah, he just sucks. Like, he's just like... I don't know. What's the worst sign? The worst sign? Yeah. What do you think the worst sign is? Like the most boring sign. Well, also it it varies for me between men and women. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying because I feel like Nick sucks, so he is the worst sign. But the inverse of that, Margot, she's great with that sign. You know? Oh, do we think Pisces? I was gonna say Pisces or Aquarius. Oh, I love Aquariuses, so no. But girl Aquariuses. Yeah. But they're great. But boy Aquariuses. Oh, I, I don't really know boy Aquariuses. Okay, well, I, I can dig Pisces. We also just found Pisces, John McGacy I think is would, a Pisces, so if it's... Yeah, I think it's good because... Okay, my mom's a Pisces, so I love women Pisces. Yeah. And my 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 fave co-worker... Oh, I don't want to offend anyone. But <laughs> one of my fave co-workers is a Pisces. My mom's a Pisces. Both ladies. They're both great. But then the men are, like, and, emotionally the, stunted. Oh, my God, very much, yeah. show it a lot. Yeah. And Nick is kind of, like, he makes a lot of terrible choices. Yeah. And then cries about them and does some really shitty things. Pisces, and doesn't ever yeah. have the right emotional... doesn't ever have a proportional yes. emotional reaction to the situation. And I feel like that's kind of, like, oh. male Pisces. Oh, And also just sure. Pisces without, like, 
Like, every Pisces needs therapy. Yes. Like, that's the truth. Yeah, you're, if you're born a Pisces, just immediately yeah. get therapy. Get some baby therapy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing the baby therapist, like, in an office. Like, like the therapist is a baby the as well. Is a baby and they're just the, like. The client's also a baby. <gasps> it's like boss baby, but instead of being a boss, you're that's a so cute. counselor. You get a master's degree. Um, Imagine a baby with a master's degree. <laughs> okay so yeah i think pisces men they're very like emotional but they don't yeah they don't they They don't ever have the correct response and they never like really show other people their true emotions i feel like quick to anger quick to yeah i feel like i've like they can they've never like really shown their true emotional responses to people they always have like a, a front and that is Nick Dunn for you. Yeah. Smiling in his oh, wife's prep press conference. Yeah, that photo is rough. That photo is rough. Apparently, I was reading um, an article about it, and apparently, um, Ben Affleck made that face like in a press conference, like in a movie or something in real life. And the director saw it and was like, I'm going to hire him because that's oh the face God. that Nick Dunn makes. Like, that's the perfect face. That's so funny. So, Ben Affleck is kind of a scumbag, and that's why yeah, I mean, he they is. hired him. Yeah. 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 Life imitating art. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. Okay. So, we've got the zodiac signs down. Oh, I really wanted to talk about something. What? <laughs> Speaking of cats, I recently watched um, a video of the about the movie and their cat has its own bedroom in their house in the movie yes that should have been the first clue that they are not all right yeah in the head they're not okay they're they're wait cat. sorry that just happened in the movie that didn't happen in the book i don't think it happened in the book okay but in the movie their cat definitely has its own room that's upsetting <laughs> a cat does not need a bedroom no yeah, I'm really mad about that. Sorry, it's still yeah, bothering me. That is, like, sign number one that they're not doing great. If you ever go rid... You're like, okay, you meet someone on a gold app. You meet up with them. You get a drink. Things are going well. You're, like, flirting. You're like, I'm interested in this person. They're like, let me take you back to my place. You're like, okay, beautiful. I probably live in my parents' basement. That's where we need to go. You go there, and they have a cat bedroom. Yeah. Leave that I house. Would, I would leave that. You leave that house. Let yeah. me tell you. Don't stay. That person is going to go and girl you. Yeah. Get out of there. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, gone girl. What do we want to talk about? Um. So, what what's gone girl about? So basically. <laughs> so basically, um, gone girl is a book about. Um, a woman and a man and their marriage and you get kind of mostly you're going through Nick's perspective um, until there's like a really famous twist Mm -hmm. in the book that you're kind of getting spliced between these two narratives of Nick's perspective after Amy has gone missing and then Amy's diary entries so throughout you're kind of being set up to think that um of course, you empathize with Nick because you're following his perspective. You start to suspect him um, throughout because you're getting these messages from Amy from the past that 
are making him look quite guilty and um, violent. And then you find out that Amy actually has set Nick up um, for her kidnapping and assumed murder um, through an elaborate plan, including her um, diary entries. So throughout, after that, you know that the narration is always suspect. You can't quite trust Mm -hmm. what you're getting to know. Um, From either perspective. From either perspective. Um, All because, um, well, I guess the inciting incident is that Nick was cheating with a younger woman, but there's kind of those seeds of discord that have been there for a long time. Like, I would think that even if Nick didn't cheat, Amy still would have done something. She would have done something. Maybe not quite as elaborate, but she would have done something for sure. Yeah. So then there's, um, Nick is kind of going through this media scrutiny and the police are investigating him. Um, all the while, Amy's kind of having her own experience of being on her own and um, kind of being this cast of characters as she's on the run. Um, and then, I guess we'll spoil it, because what else are we going to talk about? This, this movie's been out, and this book has been out for years. Get over it. Um, <laughs> um, and then Amy gets robbed and goes to her high school boyfriend, who she accused of falsely accused of rape when... Um, she was younger and right yeah yeah okay sorry yeah. i was like wait was that the other guy she did this a lot she's got a pattern we learn mm-hmm. um and then she goes to her high school boyfriend desi's house and he kind of tries to groom her back into the old amy and the amy that he wanted her to be um but then amy kills him and frames him for her abduction and murder and yeah. returns to nick and there's these kind of closing scenes where you get to see kind of the resolution of this tumultuous relationship of codependence and kind of this like hidden violence um all come to a head um where amy says that she's pregnant and nick decides to stay with her i guess they both mutually decide to stay with each other because well they say in the book it's because they want to be parents and want to raise this child the way they think a child should be raised but i think it's also because um once you've seen someone for like as Mm -hmm. their true self and like in their worst and like as a kind of when you've seen someone who's a monster and you've also seen yourself as a monster and you've kind of seen the depths of like human depravity you want to stick with the person that knows you Mm -hmm. like to be known is better than and in an unhappy and toxic relationship is better than having to live with your mistakes yeah they both know the true like self of each other they know Mm -hmm. like the very like core of each other and i feel like that was really emulated in the shower scene like it's a metaphor they're like stripped down because i mean she makes him strip because she is worried that he's bugged but it's kind of like a metaphor. Cause it comes Is that together. when she first comes back? Yeah, and like they go in the shower and she tells him everything. And like, I was surprised that she told him everything, but she, she's not afraid to like be her true self in front of him in mm-hmm. a weird way. And that was kind of like a running theme throughout the book yeah. is like, and the super famous cool girl monologue, um, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit more, but is that there's this expectation for women to be um, not themselves and kind of, like, 
emotionally, sexually just available in a reflection of their partner. And then I guess kind of with that shower scene, you get that resolved. Like, even though it's, like, yeah. disgusting that she's just murdered somebody, it's, like, at least that's true. Yeah. And, yeah, the end. I mean, the ending is, like, actually one of my favorite endings to any book. It's fantastic. The very last line. Why? I just think it's great. You think that Nick kind of falls for her, like, ways again, but then... Uh, you realize, like, that is not the case with the whole, because I feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. He, like, turns around. He's like, because I feel sorry for you. She's like, why are you staying with me? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I think that's just great. Like, Yeah. And it's like, being together, even though you reading it know it's super toxic, it's like, they get to play this game forever. Yeah. And that's what's really sustaining them, is this, like, cat and mouse thing. Yeah. But, I mean, Nick... I feel like likes it just as much as oh, Amy yeah. does. That's the whole. That's why I like it so much. It's just like y- there's never a point where you side with either of them. It's like a constant back and forth, yeah. and you're just like constantly unsure of how to feel, and it leaves you unsure of how to feel in the end. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay, I don't trust either of you, and but. You're staying together, so... It's kind of like good riddance. Like, yeah, you good two riddance deserve each other. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt when I watched the movie. I was like, oh, they deserve each other. And then when I read the book, I th- thought the book was even better at, yeah. like, showing that. They're both really similar. Like, the, the movie really borrows from the book and, like, is true to a source material. But I think the ending's the biggest difference for me. And then also, um, I... F- I guess that's the nature of a book. I just felt it more with the book than I did with the movie. Me too, like yeah. the movie has a lot of like emphasis on aesthetics because I mean it's a movie. Yeah. Um, but I felt like kind of missing that like kind of deeper feeling that you like really come to know a character. Yeah. Um yeah. But I also really liked the ending. Yeah. I really enjoyed so I mean I, I watched the movie before I read the book. Same. So I knew it was coming, but I loved in the book how for like the first half of it you don't get um like present day amy until like the second half of the book Mm -hmm. and you only get so it's like first chapter is nick's perspective of like when the day amy leaves second chapter is a diary entry and it just keeps going back and forth between what's going on with nick and amy's diary entries from when they first met like leading up until that point and I love that you get that in the beginning because you you instantly feel for Amy and you instantly are like, oh, Nick killed his wife. Like, you instantly side with her. And, like, for the first, like, half of the book, that, like, you have that in your mind that Nick killed his wife. And mm-hmm. then it's, like, immediately, like, plot twist with Amy. Real, yeah. Like, present-day Amy. And I just love it. It's so good. Like, And you could only get that with like, the specific style of writing in the diary and, like, kind of a letter from the past. Yeah, because it's, like, Amy's, like, false um, identity Mm -hmm. and, like, her putting all this work into, like, what she wants us to think of her, what she wants the reader to think of her, and it's it's so good. And you constantly feel, like, manipulated throughout the book. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I guess it's like I mean we both came into it knowing that there is this yeah. twist but even if even though you did you're constantly on edge especially after it's revealed that Amy was lying that even once you kind of trust that that might be the true narrative you don't exactly want to trust it because you've already mm-hmm. been fooled so like towards the end I felt like a, v- a lot of skepticism towards the decisions they were making and kind of is this even the truth still yeah and like if it is the truth if it is like they're finally being honest with each other it's like you don't like these people yeah by the end you don't trust i yeah you yeah. don't trust either of them and it just there's no redemption there's no yeah there's yeah there's yeah it doesn't wrap up in no uh in a way where you feel something for either of them. but i like that when it like yeah because it lingers with you you're thinking they're exactly. bringing a baby into this world like what's that gonna look like yeah. like how is that gonna play out and like okay like they have a child together they're able to play this game and kind of use this child as a pawn in their like kind of twisted battle for control in their relationship and then that kid moves out at 18 then what like how does that survive still? yeah you know yeah. It's just interesting to think about these characters it's in the It's the future. kind of book where you do think, like, what happens next? Like, what is, what is, like, their, what are their lives going to look like raising this child? Mm-hmm. Like, what are their lives going to look like after this child leaves? Like, um, what kind of life is this? Not a good one. Did you find yourself identifying with any characters, or was there a character you really liked? I liked Margot. I feel like Margot was the only redeeming character really how come i don't know i think i mean just she i think it was like not relatable obviously but it made her seem like a redeemable character when she questioned whether nick killed amy like she wasn't even like a hundred percent sure which is like i feel like a really good trait she, like, she wasn't just 100%, like, of course Nick didn't kill Amy, like, you know? But she, like, had that, like, really hard time, like, to question, like, questioning him. Being yeah. like, did this actually happen? Like, the like, closest person in the world to you. Yeah, like, even have a his dose actual of twin, she still had, like, had to ask him if he killed his wife. Yeah. I don't know. And she was kind of, like, I guess the voice of the reader, or, like, the like kind of yeah. person that cut through all the bs because like okay when nick ends up sleeping with his girlfriend andy on margot's couch yeah and then margot wakes up and finds that that's happened in the midst of nick's wife being missing yeah. it's just like someone's able to reflect kind of you might be kind of like lulled into thinking this is okay because you're seeing nick and andy's narrative and then margot interrupts and is like what the fuck like that's not okay yeah she was literally like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah and it's like a reminder of like because you get so sucked into their kind of like first person perspective Mm -hmm. of excusing their own inappropriate actions that when someone reflects it back and it's like that's not appropriate you remember yourself that you're kind of continuously being tricked or like yeah i mean i don't know how this was in the book but in the movie i like really strongly remember her at the end just breaking down and being like this is so fucked up like are you just gonna live with her now like yeah i, I remember her remember crying it in the and, book and just like breaking down and being like 
what are you doing? Like, are you, like, is this, are you stuck like this now? Like, are you, is this your life from now on? Yeah. And I was like, that's so real. And it's like, like that's how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think we <laughs> wanted to end the conversation about Gone Girl with the cool girl monologue. Mm-hmm. Iconic. I could picture myself in like grade 10 drama performing this. <laughs> I yeah. Do you know what? Do you want to know? I performed the Lovely Bones monologue for Grade Ten Drama. I like. I remember this. I don't remember what the monologue. I don't is, remember either. I've never I even seen that movie. I don't know what I performed. Probably something weird. Anyway, um, Cool Girl is hot. Cool Girl is game. Cool Girl. I don't remember. I actually don't really remember it very well. Yeah. Basically, the reason I want to talk about it. Is because I remember when this movie came out, I think everyone was like, finally, this, and I guess the book, I mean, again, we are speaking from, from the perspective of people who have watched the movie. And that yeah. Way. But even just reading it, it really vocalizes a specific feeling mm-hmm. that women have. Yes. That you're supposed to be a reflection of your partner and what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this expectation in dating that you're perpetually just like up for anything and don't ha- vocalize your needs or really like have a personality like have a world of your own yeah that someone else isn't available to i agree i feel like it really puts into words like a very specific feeling Mm -hmm. and regardless of like amy being her actions being quite unjustified um that monologue is great yeah (laughs) and like it's very relatable like yeah, but you can relate the topic of Amy's actions being justified. Like, what violence? Like, we're so much more willing to accept violence from men than violence from women. Yeah. And I'm not defending like Amy murder someone. Like, obviously indefensible action. But like, why is violence that women do? Mm-hmm so much more abhorrent whereas men's violence is just an accepted reality of life yeah and also i mean there are layers to like amy getting away with it or even just like writing about a murderous woman being that she's white and also like from a wealthy class white thin upper class blonde like beautiful (laughs) so it's like who gets away with violence so i think there's like multiple layers to like questioning that but yeah, I think it's just an interesting point, like, thinking of, like, what's justified Yeah, violence. Yeah, I don't think there's an answer, but it's an interesting question. Yeah. Right? Like, And I think there is a place for this book, because I think, like, we were saying with this monologue, that, like, it's kind of the first time I've read something that vocalized that specific feeling. Yeah, I've never read anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I felt that, I feel like I've definitely felt that way in relationships. Mm-hmm. where you have to be like quote cool the cool girl mm-hmm. like you have to like if you're jealous or if you're like sensitive or emotional like that's not okay and you have to just like be like cool with everything like go with the flow because otherwise oh, i hate that yeah like because <laughs> otherwise you're seen as like an emotional like needy jealous girlfriend mm-hmm. and like you don't want to be seen that way and like that is literally the cool girl monologue like that's how i like yeah yeah 
be a size two. Yeah. But yeah. drink also beer. Also that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like an interesting interplay because obviously this book does take up a lot of like contemporary conversations around feminism, but it's also very much like a white book mm-hmm. um, in that it, well, I mean, for one, it never addresses race, even though we're talking about murder, like there's that like um, crime and how we like media discourses about crime are always mediated by race mm-hmm. yet it doesn't come yeah. up which speaks a lot to like the whiteness of the yeah. characters in the book itself um but like books can be complicated in their representations of different issues and still be raise important yeah. points in other ones yeah agreed yeah yeah but cool it is girl is hot yeah cool girl is gay Oh, it's so good. And, like, Rosamund Pike narrating that. Ugh. She's, like, downing a cheeseburger uh, in her I remember car. being in the theater for that. And, I and first of all, that's, like, uh, like that's the turning point. Like, that is the plot twist. And all of a sudden, you're hearing this monologue, and you're like, wow, she is my icon. And I also really want a burger. <laughs> yeah. And her just, like, driving, like, eating her burger, like... That's the no point. No cares in the world. <laughs> That's the point when you're like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? Maybe I will frame you know my what? husband for my murder. I think I'm going to gone girl my boyfriend, you know. Every day I'm like, I could gone girl right now and just get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. regardless um, of the oh, issues. be Amy Dunn driving through. Yeah. That's an like, iconic Minnesota scene. That's an iconic scene. Or something. Yeah. I think it's Minnesota. Whatever. We don't know geography here. <laughs> I couldn't tell you where Minnesota is. But wasn't it like the last episode? I didn't know where Michigan was. That was so unfortunate. <laughs> Who am I to judge? <laughs> okay, so next episode, mm-hmm. we will be talking about our reading rush journey. Yeah, we're going to do a morning after mini-sode. Yes. Morning after the reading rush. Ooh. Ooh. We'll be recovering from yeah. rushing around with our books. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that. Alright. Anything else we're gonna talk about? I don't know. (laughs) You'll have to tune in. (laughs) Alright. Get home safe. Get home safe. (laughs) Bye. Bye.